What made you think about sadness and the penises? Mm. That's a great question. (laughs) (laughs) In my experience with the male genitalia, there's a lot of stressors in their in their life, performance, size, etc. I find them most often to be sad. <clears throat> Penis is just disappointing in general. And they know it. I've had an erection for 14 years. You need to see a doctor. Trailer Park! What do we do? Nathan, we watch trailers, five of them to be exact, and we gauge trailer by trailer whether or not we are worried or nathan excited i'm worried i am excited holy shit i'm excited that's awesome i'm worried some might call us trailer predictor professionals tpp (laughs) you guys are buying into what they're selling like a pedophile selling candy from a van and you are already got your seatbelt on here comes pissy pants I, I gotta go worried. Sorry, everybody. Nathan? Yes. Andrew? Yes. Daniel? Can we get on with this fucking show? <laughs> Daniel? Nathan? What if I told you that this lineup tonight is special? Nathan? Are we dead right now? Why would we I be- could have sworn that this show ended. <laughs> Well, uh, there was some threats made, and there was a renegotiation with Sad Sack Studios. A part of the renegotiation, uh, for, starting with episode 101, which is what tonight's episode is, is that there's a new mandate to speed things along, to uh, stop droning on and on and, and cutting the intern short on some of his longer tirades that he has. Oh, God, always talking, interrupting. Yeah, we're going mm-hmm. to want performance energy, and we're going to want to move at a clip. Isn't that right, Amanda? That's right. Okay. Well, then let's stay true to the to the word. Okay, so 101, 101. That's a big number. It's a big number. And what does that number mean? Intern, come with uh, the prepared statements about 101, please. Um, it's like a class. It's the first class in any series of uh, classes you take. Right, so like have, film 101 or masturbation 101. That's or yes. anal popsicles 101 or season one, episode one, which is what this is. All previous 100 episodes, just practice, <laughs> right? Just warm up. That's right. It was just warm up. We needed to figure out what this was going to be. We have now decided what this is going to be, and we're moving forward. Uh, some interesting things about 101, Daniel, isn't uh. Isn't Room 101 a torture chamber in the novel 1984? Uh, indeed, it is, Nathan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, isn't Taipei 101 the tallest skyscraper in the world from 2004 to 2010? Wasn't that true? Mm. Took it right off the tip of my tongue. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. Uh, Amanda, do you have anything for me about 101, please? No, that's not my job. Intern, did you only bring one fucking thing? Um, it's uh, 101-ium on the uh, oh, you are so table fucking, of elements. So fucking fired. <laughs> oh, Who wow. let him back in here? I don't yeah. know. I really don't know. I'm upset now and we need to move on. What's lower than intern? <sighs> there is nothing lower He's than intern. He's been demoted. We know that. Scorch. I am from the barrel of the bucket. The uh-huh. bottom of the bucket, whatever I said. I don't know. Keep it up. <laughs> barrel of the bucket. I like it. That's your new tagline. Gonna yeah. keep keep it up. We're gonna start calling you Boyle. Oh. <laughs> That's right. 
That's good. You fucking heard me. All right, sexual position for 101 tonight. Uh, Daniel has told me um, that he has retired uh, from doing sexual positions. Uh, We're going to let him think about it because I'm going to blow him away with a sexual position tonight. Daniel, are you ready? Um, Nathan, I don't know if the audience can handle because obviously now we're into triple digits, which means this this can only be threesomes. It gets very complicated and dark from here on out. Well, I... I don't want you, I mean, if you want to retire from it, that's fine. I'm going to try and lure you, lure you back tonight with 101. All right. A 101 has two levels. There's an entry level and a mastery. Now, the 101 entry level, uh, it, it, it involves two men and two fleshlights. Now, okay, like we're going, yeah. Right. These two men stare into each other's eyes and fuck the fleshlights and attempt to... Uh, synchronize their orgasms now when you have mastered a 101 you now have a custom-made fleshlight that is connected in the middle it is custom-made to each man's uh, length so that when they are thrusting in the tips of the penises just graze just touch each other and the uh, goal of mastery of 101 is for the orgasms to actually spill into each other um uh you know, synchronized thrust. One, oh, one, just one oh one. Just matching fire hose ejaculations. Just a sloppy mess in that connected tube. Yeah. You know, also technically you could just like just go for the full sort of VR experience and one of the men just tucks the fleshlight between his thighs and the other one fucks him in the fleshlight. He's back, ladies and gentlemen. One oh one. It's a 101 plus. He came out of retirement for the 101 plus. Anybody else have any feedback about this uh, sexual position? You want to dress it up? Make it sad? Amanda? I'm. <laughs> all I can see is their sad faces as they bump into each other. Just uh, uh, like little sad worms. And I, it, I do like how you thrust like a sadness onto it. Because I was ex- thinking like just two dudes, like just totally broing out, staring at each other, going to town, like a real energetic sort of vibe. But I do like it better where both of them seem indifferent. <laughs> Sad bros. Sad bros. Yes. Yeah. And make like barely an audible sound when they come. <laughs> oh, that's like every time. Yeah. That's, that would suggest that 101 is meditative, almost mm-hmm. religious. Yeah. You want to sink almost like one of those two people cards that they put on the train tracks yeah yeah you want to that's how the kind of flow you're looking to achieve daniel there are some really important questions that nathan needs to ask you (laughs) moving out of clip tonight uh, jump right into the Q&A here. Our headliner question tonight, uh, guys, and there will be some private scoring of points here, and I'll tell you who wins at the end. Uh, headliner question is, what is the tallest building in the world? Uh, the 101. The Burj Khalifa. Uh, in turn, unfortunately, is correct. What is the... the Pearl. I'm sorry? Isn't it called the Pearl? I don't know if it's called the Pearl or not. In turn, do you have that information? <laughs> no. Great. Uh, bonus points here that for the... the... The answer was no. Okay. Bonus points for the name of the second tallest building in the world and at what height a building becomes a skyscraper. A thousand feet. Why do I feel like I'm in a class? 
that like I'm like in a nightmare right now. It's like it's like the end of the semester and you realize that like you're you have to go take the final for this architecture class that you never showed up to. Like that's what's happening to me right now. I think Is that, that your answer needs to be seventeen <laughs> floors. Well, <clears throat> there's a couple floors. There's a couple of answers. Um uh, the one answer is what would be considered today to be a skyscraper is 262 feet or 80 meters. But skyscrapers are also defined as their relationship to the skyline. If they rise up uh, high enough past the other buildings, they would be considered a skyscraper as well. This is, of course, in reference to our headliner tonight starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson, uh, who right. might be the only man who has a happy penis. And uh, he's starring in, sh- in Skyscraper. Okay. I should do a series of, of Dwayne Peens. Yeah. The Rock's penis and his biceps are bigger than your biceps. Uh, just make a whole collage of the wimp list. Yeah. And of course, your skyscraper isn't official until it has its own The Rock. Okay. Uh, yeah, you could call it a skyscraper when it's hard. Okay. Uh, the teeter question tonight. Uh, what is the first thing that comes to your mind, everyone, about being 14 years old? First thing, off the top of your head. Go ahead. Oh, terrible time. Jerking off. Uh, first time. Mm. First time what? Uh, attempted hump. Three thrust. Okay. Uh, no, you're all wrong. <laughs> the answer is eighth grade, uh, the name of our uh, second trailer tonight. Uh, Fulcrum question tonight. Is... I didn't realize, A, what's the first thing that you think of has the correct answer? <laughs> right. Okay, well, you're all wrong. Your brains are wrong. <laughs> Also, I was a freshman in high school at 14. This is an open forum conversation question and answer segment. I dictate the scoring because I'm in charge. Fulcrum question. If I invited you to lunch tomorrow to meet my friend Panos Cosmatos, what would you say? No, thank you. You just told me I was wrong. (laughs) Daniel, Panos, you want to meet my buddy Panos Cosmatos? Sounds like a completely made-up name, and I'm being lured into a trap. Okay, intern? Uh, are we going to be having uh, Cosmos? No. Will they be Panos? <laughs> no and no. <laughs> Will there uh, be Pino and Panos? Cosmatos is the name of the director of our Fulcrum uh, tonight, uh, starring Nicolas Cage. Uh, what is the name of the limited comic book series created by Nicolas Cage and his son, Weston? Anyone? Cage Tales. Huh. <laughs> Kalel Chronicles. <laughs> uh, caged. That's his other son. That's his uh, half Asian son, Kalel, that Daniel's making a joke about, which is uh, partially racist. <laughs> because he's the Superman's an alien? Possibly. Uh, the actual name of the limited comic book series created by Weston and Nicholas is called Voodoo Child. Nice. And um, just. Just so that you guys all know what it's about, it's a six-volume series. Uh, revolves around the post-Katrina setting of New Orleans, features voodoo mythology. The son of a Unionist sympathizer is resurrected at his dying breath by the power of a voodoo priest in the 1800s. In 2005, New Orleans detective Robert Julian tries to solve the mystery of why several young girls have disappeared. I hope is gets... this going to be a movie? I don't or know. Starring Cage and Son? It's because a voodoo zombie from the 1800s is kidnapping people in the future? Does Cage go on a murder rampage? Is that racing? I don't know. But Weston is putting his life together. And if you look up a picture of Weston now, he looks like he's he's heading right for that wimp list. For those of you who don't know what wimp stands for, Amanda? No, I'm no longer talking about this anymore. No no longer (laughs) talking about what? The wimp list. You're not. It's off the table. When did that happen? When we 
embarked on a new adventure, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be fucking classier from here on out. Uh oh. Women Uh-oh. in menstrual perpetuity. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Totter. <laughs> Totter question. When a black person performs white voice, why is it not racist? Um, yeah. I'm going to go with uh, years of slavery. It answers it's also racist. Yeah. Daniel's right. M- massive bonus points uh, for that one. <laughs> massive. Yeah. You get I think he massive. might. Yeah. I mean, you're not, you know, Burj Khalifa is not giving you the win uh, in turn. Okay. That's good. You have to go back to Panos. And uh, <laughs> and five whole question tonight. Uh, what chapter of what phase in the Marvel universe is Ant Man and the Wasp? Twenty. Uh, phase three. Yeah. Chapter nineteen. They're not going to make any more over book over. Hmm. I would say that Daniel's the closest. Chapter eight of Phase three. Uh, Daniel is our winner tonight of the Q and A. That sounds rigged. Yes. I get two flashlights. Typical Carver nonsense. Yeah. And with that, <laughs> we uh, we jump right in, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, our headliner is uh, already mentioned, starring Dwayne the Happy Penis Johnson, <laughs> Skyscraper. Growing Samoan <laughs> skyscraper. Ooh, that's classy. Here we go. FBI, show me your hands. You okay? Yeah, I'm good. Just a little nervous. Well, you look very handsome. I just don't want to screw it up, you know. You have been preparing for this meeting for six months. You've got this. Let me ask you guys a question. Daddy loves who? Me. Daddy loves who? Me. Me. Exactly. Daddy's going to go make that bacon. Gross. Mr. Sawyer, is your family enjoying their stay? Very much so. They're shocked you gave us the entire floor. After your security assessment, what do you think of the building? With all due respect, he's a glorified security guard. Please. The Pearl is the tallest, most advanced building in the world. You've built a vertical city, but you've brought with it every single safety and security challenge that I could think of. We thought this floor was empty. So did I. Not only have you brought them all indoors, but you've trapped them 240 floors in the air. No one really knows what would happen if things go wrong. But I'm just a glorified security guard, so what the hell do I know anyway? What's going on? The 96th floor is on fire. You're going to be just fine, I promise you that. No, 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 no! Daddy! Tell me, how much do you love your family? If we're going to get out of here, you're going to have to tell me the truth. There's a reason they chose this building.
Amanda. Worried or excited? I appreciate so much being given the floor first because if it had gone to Nathan, it would have gone off the rails immediately because he's the grump. Um, this movie looks... Yeah. Re- regale us about diehard Jumanji Rampage. <laughs> uh, okay. I don't know about Rampage. The, uh, obviously, Rampage didn't do anything to draw me in because I have no idea what it's about. But Jumanji's already like greenlit for two more installments. So somebody paid to see it and it must have been at least a little bit entertaining because they're making two more um also i enjoyed san andreas a forgotten <laughs> horrible Dwayne the rock johnson nonsense action movie uh this trailer this particular trailer i had not seen this one this one makes the movie look a little bit more serious the ones i've seen have a lot more jokey playfulness mm-hmm. so obvious obviously cool billion we all know that I'm looking for a negative here. I'm looking for a negative two. I'm not expecting this to be good. I'm not expecting it to make any kind of sense or be believable or anything but predictable. But I'm looking for a good time. And I kind of love that Nev Campbell's making a random comp comeback. <laughs> the kids are cute. I want to watch Dwayne jump off of cranes. A super crane. And uh, yeah fall out of windows with his why they gave him only one leg i don't know but it's another trick up his sleeve mm-hmm. so i am i am excited intern oh jesus um it's like i don't even not, i don't even run this show anymore <laughs> <laughs> not only am i happy to see that uh drj is a pirate in the making <laughs> i am also excited that he's going to be jumping from super crane to building acting nonchalant just like he can steer torpedoes on ice this looks so fantastic the only problem that i have is that this trailer reminds me of um the issue that most people have with like um chick flicks that are based off of books where they tell you the whole thing in the trailer and so i I won't be watching this because i feel like i've already seen the whole movie um, but you know, pirate, pirate rock. <laughs> Here we come. Excited. <laughs> Excited. Nathan. Oh, is it my turn? I want to get him out of the way. Okay. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, from one gentleman to another, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Okay. Uh, so what do we got here? We got ourselves a diehard type scenario. Um, I think you said uh, it right. A diehard uh, Jumanji rampage. Right. I am a diehard fanatic. I love Die Hard a lot. So, and I'm not trying to say that this is anything like Die Hard. It's just reminiscent of Die Hard. And that kind of gets my juices flowing. So I'm like, okay with it. I'm watching the trailer. I see the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun music as he's climbing up the scaffolding crane thing. And then he's running off of it. And it reminds me of when Dale and I busted a gut laughing after that Fast and Furious trailer. (laughs) Because it's kind of ridiculous for this guy to just like my family and hurl himself off this crane and uh, i mean we can also bring up the um, the obvious discrimination happening when they could have cast uh, a real amputee in the role mhm another yeah. classic case of bigotry yeah. yeah and this is from the director of dodgeball in central intelligence so there's a relationship there with Dwayne the rock and like amanda said there's probably some more comedy uh, awaiting inside there may be a, a, an opportunity for a minus scale uh, film here and that's also a positive 
I, I don't have a reason to say that I'm worried about it. I feel actually like um, this could be a lot of fun. And if it's not a lot of fun, then it's still going to be, uh, you know, everything's over the top, like an epic, crazy building that's, you know, over the top skyscraper. This this thing looks like it's seriously over the top, like probably twice as high as the Burj Khalifa or something is what they I think they're trying to paint the picture. 3,500 feet by oh. the little chart in the trailer. Oh, oh. And that's another thing, too. On the internet, they're talking about his jump off the crane on the poster and like a bunch of nerds are doing mathematical equations for his arc and like uh-huh. and showing that he's going <laughs> to fall to his death <laughs> <laughs> which is funny but this looks like 109 minutes of doable movie i don't know if it's watch it in the theater but it's uh, oh i'm going to see it in the theater well i mean yeah but you're a Dwayne the Rock Johnson fan i think there's a chance like if Amanda goes and watches this in the theater and drags Daniel and both of them embrace it and love it and enjoy it, then I might actually go to the theater to check this out. Otherwise, it's probably going to show up on demand and I probably will enjoy it then and I'm going to say I'm excited. You know, Nathan, this seems like a good IMAX experience for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I'm worried. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, it's interesting that you said it was by the director of Dodgeball because weirdly, if you swap the Rock for the Vaughn. I'd also go see this movie. <laughs> um, yeah, I the leg. You can't run that well on that kind of prosthetic. Oh, uh, didn't you see his limp? He had a limp run. Did he have a limp run? Yeah, he had he a limp run. Full speed Is across he, that. Because <laughs> he needs to drop like a hundred feet out. And then he's gonna fall like another fifty feet, and he's a huge man. Wouldn't he just? Would his arms just tear off if he tried to grab a ledge? What if his uh, prosthetic leg has a spring in it? That makes him more than human, and he's more bouncy, so he can he can jump further. Yeah, then he's like the the chick in the first Kingsman with those like yeah. bouncy. Yeah, yeah. First, first he's a pirate. Now he's Inspector Gadget. Jesus Christ! <laughs> he, a little helicopter pops out of his head. Christ sakes. <laughs> Um. Yeah. This is this is probably going to be a whole lot of fun. It's fucking stupid. I've even seen I've seen this trailer like a whole bunch at, at Alamo, and they even toss in a couple of extra like little action snippets that that goes on. There's just there's a ridiculous to for for everyone. But what I really hope they do is that I hope they don't rush to all that action shit. I kind of want them to just hang out in the building and just showcase a bunch of sci-fi skyscraper technology nonsense. Like, oh, here's our 150-foot waterfall through the center of the building. And, like, here's our here's uh, our angel slaves that run a 24-7 choir. Like, <laughs> I want to see all that shit and then see it get torn apart. Yeah. Well, I so, think in yeah. that in that one scene, he's going to go on way too long. And then at the end of it, say, but I'm just a glorified security guard, so what do I know? And I feel like at the end of that speech, I'm going to be like, yeah, no, you are a glorified se- security guard, pretty much. Yeah, but you really are. Well, yeah. Yeah, you kind of, you kind of are. You know, you really are like Paul Blart. You know that you're not John McClane. I'll tell you that you're way too pure. You brought your family with you. (laughs) No. Yeah. John McClane hates his family. John (laughs) McClane has an issue with his wife thinking that she can go off to California and have a career and tear the family apart. That's what's happening. So he just has a problem with women. Yeah. I do feel like McClane in a Sophie's Choice situation like both the kids would be like, but it, you don't have to make a choice. And he's like, no, I do. <laughs> I'll go ahead and say, I'll t- uh, cap this and uh, say, yeah, I'm excited about Skyscraper. 
Trailer number two tonight, as mentioned in the opening Q&A, this is the question that all of you got wrong. Uh, This one, it comes to us from A24. Huh? It's going to be terrible. Eighth grade. Which is what I said. You did not say eighth grade. Yeah, but I said, ugh, terrible, which is what A24 is. Wow. Eighth grade. Here we go. Hey guys, uh, it's Kayla back with another video. So, the topic of today's video is being yourself. Being yourself can be hard, and it's like, aren't I always being myself? And yeah, for sure. But being yourself is like not changing yourself to impress someone else. A lot of people like call me quiet or shy or whatever but I'm not quiet. Most quiet, Kayla Day. I don't talk a lot at school, but if people talk to me and stuff, they'd find out that I'm like really funny and cool and talkative. By the way, I like your shirt a lot. It's like so cool. What? Kayla, one more week of eighth grade, huh? I said one more week of eighth grade, right? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, huh? Okay, so growing up can be a little bit scary and weird. We will begin to explore these changing bodies of yours. It's gonna be lit. As always, make sure to share and subscribe to my channel, Gucci. I think you're so cool. Maybe you just need to put yourself out there a little bit. I'm gonna stop eating with you if you keep doing You said I could say one thing. I'm really, like, nervous all the time. I try really hard not to feel that way. But you just need to face your fears and let people know the real you. She just grabbed my phone, how to charge it. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I charge it too. But my, my phone, I... Just because things are happening right now doesn't mean they're always gonna happen. What was in there? Just sort of my hopes and dreams. Right. I was a complete mess when I was your age. Really? Eighth grade is the worst. You never know what's next. And that's what makes things exciting and scary and fun. When did you get Snapchat? What grade? Fifth grade. Fifth grade? What? Yo, see Nathan, worried or excited? Well, I feel there's an opportunity here to engage into the new generation of kids and get a get an understanding of what they're all about. Um, this movie um, must have premiered at a festival or something because it already has a Rotten Tomato rating, even though it comes out on July 13th. And that Rotten Tomato rating, after 35 uh, critic reviews, is 100%. This... Ladies and gentlemen, is an opportunity for us to embrace a coming-of-age story that will teach us something about the youth of today. And because of that, I'm excited. Amanda? Um, well, like I, I said before about the age of 14, it's the worst. And yeah, this is, it, it, it's a coming-of-age story, and that's great. I like those kinds of movies, and it's, kids today have to deal with social media and, you know, 
likes on Instagram and Snapchat and Facebook, and I'm sure it's all very exhausting and terrible. But at the end of the day, being 13, 14 years old is the same as it's always been. It's just shitty and I don't need to relive it. I'm worried. <laughs> um, what's interesting is that this is written and directed by Bo Burnham, mm-hmm. who is a comedian, a stand-up comedian of like the musical variety. They usually play a piano or he'll do long like poems, recitals, and He's actually a very good writer, so I suspect that this movie is probably uh, pretty quality and probably deserves it 100% maybe even. And maybe this will come across the television at some point in time and I may linger on it, but I don't really want to go see this and I couldn't really put my finger on it, but I think Amanda nailed it, which is that, yeah, that, that 14 is an awful time. And I don't know if I need to go through that again just to understand the internet era of children that are coming up and what their coming of age is all about. I'm sure in the end, it's still, I'm ugly, I'm ugly. I'm anxious about everything and nothing makes sense. But at the same time, I feel like I have all the answers. Nobody likes me. I don't fit in. I'm uncomfortable. I have acne and everything's terrible. I don't need to relive that part of my life. So I'm glad Bo made a good movie. I'm still worried. Intern? Intern, make it quick. We got a, we got a clip here. Come on. Um, I feel like I was the most popular in eighth grade um the peak of your (laughs) and it's all been downhill since then so i'll probably relate to this uh in no way as everyone seems to be having a bad time in eighth grade while i was having a great time in eighth grade (laughs) (laughs) anyway just do i'm i'm your guys as eighth grade (laughs) so i cut you off there intern three pumps is all you need and then an apology afterwards sorry you know, that was out of context because nobody heard what you said. <laughs> yeah. Three pumps is all you need from the intern. And then what sadness is what you said? Yeah, I'm uh, your guys' eighth grade worried. <clears throat> I need more happiness. Okay. Well, let's roll right along um, to the fulcrum tonight. Tonight's fulcrum is special. Been waiting for a long time to finally get this trailer. This movie has been hailed by critics from the Sundance Film Festival and I think other festivals as well. Uh, this is Nicolas Cage on the comeback in a very interesting movie. This is called Mandy, and I'm going to play some music to introduce Mandy. Right. <laughs> say Mandy? Mandy. Okay. Love that fulcrum tune. Mandy, here we go. Under the crimson primordial sky, the wretched warlock reached into the dark embrace. Closed around the serpent's eye. Strange and eternal. I need you to get me that girl I saw. Do you know what to do? special one, Mandy. 
I too am a special one. Let us be so very special together. So what you gonna do with that thing? Going hunting. So what you hunting? Crazy evil. You think you're so in love? I'll show you love. Oh man, they robbed you. You exceed the cosmic darkness. Glowed from within, strange and eternal. All right, Daniel, you worried or excited about Mandy? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm fucking excited about Mandy <laughs> uh, for a lot of reasons. <clears throat> uh, one, Nicolas Cage does look like he's giving a performance of a lifetime. Uh, probably still a little bit goofy here and there, but I think I saw a little bit uh, him being chained up looked pretty good. Uh, the style, they've got a real horror comic book, Tales from the Dark Side. You know, we're going to overlay animation on top of all this stylistic red filtered fog machines all over the goddamn place. Creepy music, a bunch of weirdo cult warlocks or something. It also you also could just sum this up as Nicolas Cage's Hellraiser. It's got it's a, like a deliverance meets Hellraiser. Yeah. Meets something else. I was pretty <laughs> sure I was like the first 30 seconds of this trailer. I was like, why does this feel like Hellraiser to me? And then all of a sudden there was literally Cenobites walking around yeah. and then he has to go murder them with some giant magical scythe. So like I am all about it and I hope it's not a deceptive trailer because it looks fucking fun excited. I will enter the conversation <laughs> because I have things to say. I was researching this movie and I found that all because this movie was in a, um, a bunch of film festivals, it also has a whole bunch of reviews and my goodness, I get excited when I see like actually like eloquent reviews, like very well written poetic reviews that make me think that the movie actually has something special going on. And yeah, this movie has, you know, besides having a high rating, this movie's, you know, done very, very well at all the film festivals. And here's just a few um, reviews that I pulled that I think are very interesting. Uh, this one's for you, Daniel. Uh, fans of gleefully violent action horror must suffice with only a few choice annual titles. Mandy ranks high among that ilk, gory enough to please those needs while experimental and interesting enough to satisfy others. Nice. That is from Evan Sathoff of Birth Movies Death. Um, I also have one here from... Uh, Kyle Buchanan of New York Magazine and Vulture, he said, Nicolas Cage works precisely because there is a great actor underneath it all and because he does tap into something so ferocious that other people wouldn't dare touch. 
And that's kind of true about Nicolas Cage, is that he is willing to go to places that I think other actors aren't willing to go to. And this movie looks like it might be going somewhere where other movies don't go. And just one more from Catherine McLaughlin of Sight and Sound saying, Panos Cosmatos has crafted a mind-melting genre orgy of cosmic proportions that's ridiculously fun. Nice. That's exactly what I want. Also, some interesting things here. Uh, This is the first... The first fan-owned entertainment company, Legion M, helped co-produce the film and the soundtrack. And do you know who made this soundtrack? Who? It is the final film score of... Johan. Johansson. Johan Johan? Johan Johansson. Of Sicario. Or Yo Yo for short, those that know him. Which is fascinating because this looks like, I don't know, something about it has like this Turbo Kid feel as well. Yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a electric fun that comes through in the trailer. So mm-hmm. I hope that these reviews are true. Yeah. And just a synopsis to fill in the blanks um, there. Okay, so Red Miller is the character that Nicolas Cage plays, and Mandy Bloom is the character that. Andrea Risebrow plays, and they lead a loving and peaceful existence when their pine-scented haven is savagely destroyed by a cult led by the sadistic Jeremiah Sand. Red is catapulted into Faz phantasmagoric journey filled with bloody vengeance and laced with fire. I'm excited. I always appreciate, a, always appreciate the drop of the word like phantasmagoric. It's also set in 1983, which seems to be a popular time period. It's the best year, honestly. Anyone born that year is... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Amanda, tear this down, will you? Ah, uh, this movie looks great. <laughs> movie looks fun. Uh, I love I love Nick Cage caging out. It looks like he's going to do that a little bit, but still hold back enough to deliver a, a real moving performance. Um, but yeah, I mean, this anything you might want from a horror perspective, it looks like this movie has... Like like Daniel was saying, you've got you've got red filters, you've got people in leather, you've got blood, you've got chainsaws. I mean, chainsaw battle. Yeah, a battle. So if nothing else, it's going to be a wild ride, and I look forward to it. I'm excited. And what are they hunting? What uh, cult members slash demons? Crazy evil intern. Crazy. Um, I'm excited and. I feel like this is going to be like the person said, magical, uh, and that's what I look for in any horror film: magical. With a K, magical with a K. I don't recall seeing a K. Uh, anyway, we all love Cage, so we're all behind this, right? Yeah. Are yeah. we? Because it doesn't sound like you are. It sounds like you're poking fun at the um, um, constant quotes throughout the movie. Is this a quoting persuader to you? Is that what you're trying to say? Well, it was a little, but uh, that doesn't change the fact that it's going to be magical. Okay. So I'm still excited, even behind my, you know, veiled on enthusiasm. Lack of sincerity? Yeah. Yes. Yes, that. <laughs> well, that was uh, real energizing. Okay. Uh, trailer number four tonight, uh, folks, is also a film festival movie. <laughs> <laughs> is there a theme? <laughs> This one is uh, called Sorry to Bother You.
sorry to bother you, but here we go. Man, I'm just out here surviving. And what I'm doing right now won't even matter. Baby, baby, it will always matter. Said you fix that. Get a room. I got a room, mother. Hey, Cash, how much longer I gotta wait for my money? God made this land for all of us. Greedy people like you wanna hog it to yourself and your family and me and my family? Yeah. Cash is I'm your fing uncle. I just really need a job. 40 on two. the script. Hey, hello. Uh, Mr. Davison, cash is green here. Sorry to bust. Let me give you a tip. You want to make some money here? Use your white voice. My white voice? I'm never talking about Will Smith's wife. Like this young blood. Hey, Mr. Kramer. This is Langston from Regal View. As always, we'll be getting that out to you right away. You're doing so good with the voice thing. Holla, 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 holla. Stairs, power caller. They even have their own elevator. Welcome, power caller. I hope you did not masturbate today. We need you sharp and ready to go. I got promoted. I'm a power caller. What do they sell? They're not selling, but we sell it. No, well, there's no amount of money that make me do that. Here's the starting salary. Well, man, I'm gonna have to get me some new suits. Whatever I wear, no, I'm here to be clear. It is morally emaciated. I can't ride with you. I'm doing something I'm really good at. Cash, I'm gonna make you a proposal. I can see that you want to say no, but I wouldn't do that before you see what I'm offering. Cash, you are awesome. Intern, worried or excited? Now, finally, something to get really excited about. This is going to be so inappropriate in so many ways. It's going to... Oh, I'm trying to think of the name of a movie now, and it's not going to happen. White Chicks? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no! Okay. So, why can I not remember? What are the Wayans brothers' names? What's the, the main one? Marlon? Damon? Keenan Ivory? White chicks is what you're after. Yeah, if you're thinking of the no. the Wayne's Brothers movie. <laughs> I am not thinking of white chicks. Scary movie one. Bamboozled. I'm thinking of bamboozled. Uh, that is a very strange reference. Please explain yourself. So bamboozled is a movie made by Spike Lee where um this black actor, in order to act, does blackface to be on TV. It's so fucked up. Um Damon <laughs> Wayans plays the actor who does it. It is it's the most fucked up thing. And this really reminds me of that. And I'm really looking forward to the nonsense that's going to happen with this white voice moving ahead in life. Taking the white way. Taking the, the elevator guy. to success. Oh, my God. That, I hope you didn't masturbate today. I can't wait. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I'm climaxing. 
<laughs> Rated R for pervasive language, strong sexual content, graphic nudity, and drug use. Amanda, worried or excited? I'm uh, I'm actually really excited about this movie. I've thought it looked interesting since the first time I saw the trailer a few months ago. I I I like some of the the stylistic choices. I think it's at least from the way the movie is made, like it looks really fun um, and just different. Like it'll stand out as being you know, not your usual run of the mill kind of thing. And um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know where the plot's going to go, but I'm interested to find out. And I've never seen the, the main actor before, but he's really cute. And you have. Uh, I do like the girl that's in it. The um, I forget her name. She's great. Uh, I'm excited. You have seen he's in Get Out. Lakeith Stanfield. He's in Get Out. Oh, is he the one that's like already in, he's already been like taking over? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. says yeah. Get out at the Got barbecue or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's also in an HBO show called The Deuce, and he plays a pimp. Never seen it. Is it good? And, uh, yeah, actually, it's pretty solid. It's made by uh, the guy that made The Wire, and yeah, he plays a pimp that is pretty ruthless. Actually, he um, punishes one of his uh, prostitutes, hose, yeah. hose. But yeah, he punishes one of his hose by cutting her armpits with a razor oh. blade. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Ooh, that way you can't, you know. Can't see it. Can't see it. You don't want to damage the merchandise. Exactly. That's where they're going with that. That's right. Thank you. But this movie, sorry to bother you. I don't know. I don't know. Is it being celebrated because it's, uh, you know, about pretending to be white and that propelling you to excess in the elevator? If that's what it is, if it becomes a racial thing, then I'm out. If it's actually just a creative, interesting, you know, comment on uh, on the uh, challenges of excess and success and all of that stuff, then this could be a really great movie and have value. But I'm kind of concerned. I'm worried about what its message is going to be. So I'm worried about what it's going to, its message is going to be worried. <clears throat> I think I can, I have the same concern because I parrot everything that Amanda said, which is that it looks fun. It looks like a fun black movie, like dope. Like it's got a, it's like got its own nice clean identity to it <clears throat> without dipping into too many stereotypes of any one thing so it really all hinges on if it's like if the white voice thing is like a funny side joke that just sort of runs alongside the main plot of the movie or if that's the whole plot and i just got to sit there and just you know be like is this okay all directed at me i'm a little uncomfortable but it it really gauges on that like i hope it's just like a side joke and then it spins off into this like crazy caper adventure thing. That'd be super fun. But if then, it's yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Go but ahead. if it's all just like directly focused on that, uh, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it'll be tough unless the message that comes out the other side is not what I'm currently thinking that it might be. So does that make me worried? Because it looks fun. Yeah, that's what I was struggling with. Because I like him and I like her, and I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not offended at all by the creativity of this. I think it could be good. I just yeah, I have concerns. And do you table? And excited when you have concerns. That's the dilemma here. Uh, I have uh, some more information for you, Nathan. Okay, go ahead. Uh, just so you know, in Canada, in Alberta, this is 14A. And in British Columbia, it is 18A. And in the United States, it's R. A bunch of pussies. Yeah. They're all pussies. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And that's the I nudity. PC was like looser, though. They're like, more of a tight ass. Yeah. They don't even want to cut down a tree. They want to... No. Super green. No nudity. Yeah, eh? well, that's what it is. This is this has nothing to do with anything else. It's graphic nudity. That's so. I guess I think, 
That's it's probably that, the language. That's consistent with America, though. America is always like violence, PG, sex, R. That's how it deals with things. Yeah, that's true. So I'm, I guess uh, I'm I'm worried, but I want to be excited. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. I'm actually going to claw back my eighth grade uh, excited as well. I was just being a dick. I think I'm worried about that. Okay. You guys want to know the truth about Skyscraper or what? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. Claw what's back. what's the truth about Skyscraper? Oh, your truth about Skyscraper? <laughs> that, yeah. you're, that you're discriminatory towards amputees? Oh, he envisions a big old zero. Uh, it's going to be zero. I've already seen the whole movie in the trailer. Zero. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know any amputees, so I don't have a connection with them. Okay. You know? Well, then we'll just, I don't think they you, can do it physically. You, you brought it back up. So what do yeah. you want to say about it? Uh, nothing. It's, uh, it yeah, we like don't, garbage. we don't yep. really care. Okay. Uh, going forward. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And hey, guess what? Intern's going to shit all over this too, but I'm not because I am back in after Infinity War. Ladies and gentlemen, in the five hole tonight, Ant-Man and the Wasp, chapter eight of phase three in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh my God. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Here we go. I just have one question. When Cap needed help, if I'd asked you, would you have come? I guess we'll never know. But if you had, you'd have never been caught. I do some dumb things. The people I love the most, they pay the price. Thanks to you, we had to run. We're still running. Let's go. So I take it you didn't have that tech available for me. No, I did. Amanda, worried or excited? Oh, I'm super excited. I love Ant-Man. And so I'm really happy that they made another one. I think Paul Rudd is just so adorable and funny and he never ages and he's looked the same since 1996. And um, in the Marvel world, I think I do, I prefer the, the individual stories over the giant ensembles, Um, especially when it's like some of the lesser known 
heroes or basically anybody that's not Captain America. Um, <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> He's such a snooze fest. Um, but yeah, I, it's it's going to be fun and action packed and heartfelt and then you're great. Excited. Nathan. Oh, I'm excited. I, uh, I, I understand the roller coaster ride of emotions that the intern is on, that, hmm. the, that the Marvel wave can, uh, can drown you in its sadness. But if you haven't all seen Infinity War, it's actually very effective and they executed and it's exciting. And this movie, <sighs> this movie connects Infinity War to Captain Marvel and Captain Marvel is going to connect to Avengers Infinity War Part 2 or whatever the hell they're going to call it. And I love Ball Rudd. I love Michael uh, Douglas and Evangeline Lilly looks like she's kicking ass. I like Michael Pena. He's in this as well. I like the first Ant-Man. There's no reason to say you're worried about this unless you are just a petty shriveled up prune of a person. I'm excited. Oh, I do have one thing to say about Michael Douglas. It's not his fault. I guess it's my fault. But ever since he made Behind the Candelabra, all I hear is Liberace when he speaks. <laughs> and I, it has kind of ruined Michael Douglas for me a little bit. That's I haven't I haven't watched that, so I'm not going to. <laughs> who, who plays the wasp? Her name's Evangeline Lilly. Okay. I said Angelina Jolie at first, and I was like, what? She is just kind of breaking out into fame now, unless you're a, unless you're a lost fan. Mm, no, I wasn't. Um, yes, I like the first Ant-Man. People had some complaints about it. I think some of those complaints are valid. There is sort of a half-in, half-out feeling that Ant-Man has. Like, they wanted to go super jokey and really separate it from the rest of the Marvel Universe. And maybe were afraid to do that too much. And I think that maybe this to go around now that they've seen how effective it is to go ahead and just do your own thing with these Marvel side, side stories. Uh, I hope that they embody that, you know, the Paul Rudd more, really. <laughs> they were afraid to let Paul Rudd be too Rudd in the first one, and I, I hope they just let him go on this one because he's he's a charmer, and I feel like Ant-Man the character is a charming character, at least the way they painted it here, and it looks uh, fun. And um, yeah, I'm going to give it a chance. I'm excited. All right, intern, I've got my hand over the buzzer. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> okay, here's the deal. Ant-Man is fun. The first one was fun. Everything that anyone has to say about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the last movie that came out, Infinity War, is ridiculous. And <laughs> the reason it's ridiculous is because I'm going to ruin things, so I hope everyone's watched it. We have not. They have not. So maybe you shouldn't ruin things. Fine. I don't understand. because It doesn't it's, mean it's, anything. It's, it's probably going to be some sort of like, oh, it doesn't match up with the comics or it offends no, my blah, blah, No, not that. Blah. They have to change that on purpose. I'm fine with them changing stuff in books and comics, whatever. The problem is, is that they did a bunch of stuff that has no meaning whatsoever. It's a waste of two hours because it will all be undone in the next one. Ridiculous. So ridiculous. Well, I think it has to do with the choice being made by Doctor Strange because he's worked out all the probabilities and it's the only way that it can go. So yeah. you're either into it or you're not. And apparently not. you are not. And you are worried Fail. or excited about Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ant-Man and the Wasp, sure. If Captain Marvel comes out of this and is actually in this for a bunch, then great. I'm excited. Oh, so I'm you, excited for them to move on from all the old characters, so which you, they are never going to do, apparently. So you are excited about Captain Marvel being the solution 
to everything in the other movies. I'm excited for her to take over the Robert Downey Jr. role. Huh? Captain have, Marvel. She's, yeah, but they're going to have Captain America and Captain Marvel movies. You have two Captain movies. Well, she, you know, oh. Captain Marvel's a girl. So so Captain America will just be relegated to the back seat. No. Can women be captains? Yes, she can be a captain. <laughs> yes. Yes, Daniel. <laughs> captains. Also, they can be captains. Chapter 17, phase 12 of the MCEU whatever. M- more women. All women. Mostly women. Yeah. Yeah, probably. It's going to be ocean, Ocean's 8 of Marvel. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Um, Captain Spatula, Mrs. Dinner is ready. What else? What other names? I am the least amount of excited that you can possibly be to watch this in hopes that there is no reference to Infinity War. are a boil. Ladies and gentlemen of the Cool Billion, we welcome you once again to the roundtable, this time for episode 101, as we regale you with 101 ways to abuse the intern. Uh, Tonight's roundtable will not involve Amanda, as she has betrayed us and left uh, to go and do Uh, something that is apparently more interesting. You are. It's always you. (laughs) It's always you. Amanda is on the board. Of sad sack, you fool. She oh. would, you would need a unanimous vote of board members to remove her. And uh, quite honestly, I don't think that the votes are there to do it. So you can just sit back down in your chair and quit being so uppity. Daniel. The votes aren't there. <laughs> have you removed anything off your burden list tonight, or are we just going to talk shit about things that we have watched? Just going to talk some shit. Let's talk oh, some man. shit. In well, turn, you have a sleep schedule that is, quite honestly... Uh, it's like a little unreasonable, and you should I know. probably go first, I guess. So uh, we're going to talk burden lists. Oh, are Ooh. we? Because I watched Death to Smoochie. Oh, shit. And you were like, why have I never seen this fucking movie? I'm an asshole, right? Right. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Robin Williams uh, is so disturbing in that movie. The movie's hilarious. I don't know. There's a lot going on, and uh, I don't know why I haven't seen all of Edward Norton's movies. It's like a shame list. Oh, it's yeah. What about that one where he like plays twin stoners? I've seen that. That oh. one's not very good. That one's not in the same arena as Death to Smoochie. Smoochie is one of those movies that everybody should probably check out. Yeah, it's a nice dark comedy mm-hmm. um, based around the thing that I hate, kids. And uh, it's uh, fantastic. It's just fantastic. Yeah, I don't know. I had a lot of fun with uh, everything, and I think like some of the funniest parts is like when they're describing cutting off that guy's head, and he's trying to like unimagine what's happening. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen it. I just remember Edward Norton in that big purple dinosaur costume. Yeah, and Robin Williams is like calling him a Barney ripoff with a boner on his forehead. Ah, oh, so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Robin Williams though in that like vinyl rainbow. Something so off-putting about his character once he's fully made up. Right. He's like Rainbow Robin or something, right? Like mm-hmm. Rainbow Rumper Room kind of guy? Randolph. Or Rainbow Randolph. Randolph, yeah. Mm, that's nice. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought I'd bring that up quick. It. Uh, I had a lot of fun watching it last night. All right. I'm going to jump in here very quickly. The Beguiled. Slow. Yeah. Boring. Fell asleep. 
Don't care. Daniel? Wow. Oh, beguiled. Wow. Is that the uh, Colin Farrell one? Yeah. Yeah. And it, they don't Sophia fucking, Coppola. they don't viciously cut off his limbs or anything. He falls down some stairs and they cut off his leg to save his life and he feels uh, pissed off about it. It's fucking dumb. Don't watch it. Ugh. That's uh, disappointing. But the it was cinematography. On the radar. Yeah. <laughs> the cinematography and the women's dresses and how they all pine for his penis. Look, it's in a nutshell, not worth watching. Fair? Got it. Got Deceptive it. trailer. Uh, your yeah, t- your I turn. going to be cutting off a dong. Gentlemen's Roundtable, your turn. Yes. Uh, the wife and I watched Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom. Did it hit the negative scale or did it fall in front of your faces? I I think I think it hit the negative scale. I was sort of just bewildered by the whole movie. <laughs> Jurassic Park Fallen King, Kingdom like just as a sequel or even as a film just sort of throws out traditional structure norms. Like instead of like its climax is in act 1 and then it becomes a totally different movie for the rest of it because it it goes from like the grandest of scales to the smallest of scales. I'm trying to speak vaguely here to avoid spoiling anything in case anybody wants to watch it. But, and then there is nonstop action. Like there is no downtime in this movie at all. It is go, go. Something's always going wrong. Something's always happening. Something always needs to be bitten or eaten or moved or screamed at. And there is some shit that goes down in like the last 20 minutes of this movie as they reveal some of the like mysteries or secrets that they've been holding since the beginning that bring it into like bizarro sci-fi realm that I can't, I really can't spoil it. Chris Pratt's great. Uh, he actually gets a lot more screen time, I think, which is, which is more fun. Um, what's her name? Bryce Dallas Howard. I don't like her as an actress, but she is hot. And between the first Jurassic Park or Jurassic World movie and this one, she got thick. She is noticeably thicker in this movie. Big old hips. Her boobs are busting out of everything. You can tell she's put on like 40 pounds and it all went into her boobs and her butt. And it's hilarious. And they do make like five jokes about high heels and finally zoom in on her going into action and combat boots to resolve the whole issue from the end of the first movie. Hmm. Uh, the Indoraptor, which is the special dinosaur in this movie, is uh, well, there. But it's not really about the new fancy genetic dinosaur in this movie. There's other crazy shit that goes down. They have like a black market auction for dinosaurs. I don't know. I'm probably spoiling shit now. Either way, not what you would think it is. You think it's going to be Lost World following those same sort of patterns and footsteps of the original Jurassic Park sequel, and it does it. It does a whole bunch of weird shit. I can't really honestly say it was bad or good. It was just weird. Hmm. What about the special effects? Were they more... Uh, could you tell that the heads were animatronic? Yeah, the special effects did look better, and a lot of it looked better also because a lot of the, some of the sets in the second half of the movie are, are real small, so it allows them to get real intimate with some of those uh, animatronics, which looks really good. But it's just like, why did we want another Jurassic World movie? I maybe people did. I thought it was fine as it's uh, just on its own. It didn't need another movie, but we got one, and it didn't go where I expected at all. So weird. <laughs> hmm. Do you think uh, Bryce Dallas Howard might have been pregnant or in the in the process of on, on one side or the other of dealing with a pregnancy? Oh, maybe was she? Is that is that what happened? Did she have a baby in there somewhere? That could have been. I don't know. I'm looking it up on the internet right now just to. Uh... I just noticed before in Jurassic World, I found her annoying and not really all that attractive. But in this movie, I found her annoying. But like, I could not stop staring. I like a thicked up uh, BDH. Hmm. No, it could just be straight weight gain. 
It's not gaining the circuit. It's losing. The, oh, I think she may have gained it for a role that wasn't related to Jurassic Park. Maybe. I don't know. I'm tired of looking up why a lady has gained weight. I feel like a prick. Okay. Uh, intern, uh, back to you. We could also talk about Ocean's 8 together. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, Ocean's Ocean, 8. Ocean's 8. Here's how it With, goes. Uh, Here's how it goes. I'm going to rank them. You ready? Ocean's 11. Ocean's 13. Yeah. Ocean's 8. Ocean's 12. If you mix up the middle two, I agree. Needs more men. Not enough, <laughs> not enough men in eight. Should have... Uh, and, and also number the, eight. Number Okay, so you're watching the movie. There's only seven of them. You're like, oh, who's number eight going to be? And you're like, it's George. It's Matt. It's a boy. Nope, it's another fucking woman. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Settle down. Uh, Is it BDH? God. Vagina, 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 vagina. Was that eight? You know who was what was shocking is uh, I laughed I think the most at James Corden or whatever. Yeah. Do you watch Carpool and, uh, Karaoke too? I no, I hate Asshole. that guy. I hate that guy, but he was funny in the he got good lines. I don't know. I think that you are interpreting Ocean's Eight in a fuzzy way, and I yep. will have none of it. So uh, I had fun, Daniel. We were on a double date. <laughs> And he was feeling fuzzy, and he was feeling open-minded, and I believe that if he wasn't on a, a double date, he'd be squarely in my corner talking about the high level of estrogen in this movie and how it needed more uh, balance. Uh, more wait, 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 but let's go back. Or, more <laughs> double date? Were you saying someone dated intern? No. No, no, no. I just went, went to a movie and... Uh, Oh, you guys just went on a date. No, we went on a <laughs> no, we went on a movie to, to a movie together, and one of Chelsea's friends came, and uh, her and the intern uh, were talking and watching a movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we mm-hmm. talked and watched a movie. Yeah, slip it in there. Okay, what? My hand in my pants? No, gentlemanly conversation. Oh, <laughs> zing. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, back to me. I'll yeah. get these out of the way. Uh, Two two television shows to talk about. Ooh, uh, ooh. One, God knows why I started it because I tried starting the first episode and got and, and failed twice years ago. So I don't know why I went back to it, but for some reason I felt compelled to watch Under the Dome. Oh yeah, with uh with the brother-in-law from uh, Breaking Bad. What's his name? The ball guy. Oh, Hank. Yeah, Hank. That's his character name. But yeah, Hank. That's what we'll go with. He's he plays the mayor of or a, a councilman in this small town that gets surrounded by a dome. I saw two episodes of it and bailed hard. Yeah, and, and you should bail hard because there's 13 episodes I think in the first season, and I went 12 and a half episodes. I fell asleep during the finale, and I have no intention of going. Uh, just for that 20 minutes, just to find out what the cliffhanger is. I it's do so, not care. It's so tough because. When shows, when you know that the show's been canceled already, and you know they There's probably, yeah, and they probably stretched out the storyline to make to keep pushing, to keep doing the renewals, and I don't know, I I feel like there's very few networks that you can trust that come with a crafted vision that execute that vision and don't worry about what's going on with the show's lifespan, and I feel like network TV has a poisonous aspect. It becomes formulaic. It becomes it's it's just super it's super cheese and convoluted and they have they like take a what it seems like a good idea because in that first episode there's cool shit that happens when the when the dome first comes down like it's so invisible that like people in cars and planes and shit don't notice this they're they're just like (laughs) what a great day dad (laughs) just get flattened and there's like blood squished up against the windows that's all cool i feel like they could have done a ton of shit 
with that sort of idea and made it really ominous. But instead, it goes way off into like weird, like fairy mythological fantasy nonsense. And it's so, so tiresome. And you can see, as a Stephen King fan, I can tell you when Stephen King nails it, because he's very formulaic. But when his formula nails it, you're like, okay, I'll accept this formula because you've made a really dark, nice thing here. But other times his formula is is just exposed to the bone and you can see it and it's fucking awful. Just convoluted bullshit. You can see him like spinning a wheel like, okay, one character needs a quirky name. Let's call a guy Barbie. Okay, what's next? Uh, a girl has psychic powers. Perfect. Uh, butterflies are magical. I like it. You can just see like <laughs> this, this pick and go... Uh, choose your own color sort of thing and it's just awful and hank is the best thing in it because he's so over the top he's the only one that realizes what he's acting in i wish everybody took a note from him because he's fun but the rest of it ugh. so you're saying that under the dome went into maximum overdrive oh jesus christ huh? maximum overdrive is fun because hey. it's fucking just stupid this is the, like it's for the pun teeth. I was doing it for the pun. You could it was have good. just it was a good pun. Okay, applaud, right, applaud. Okay. okay, thank you. Uh, the second television show. This one's a lot more fun, and I recommend it for everyone. I I purposely did not get in this show when it first started because people like were just jerking off all over it, and you know, just so happy with themselves about how much they loved it. So I was like, I need to take a break, otherwise I'm going to hate it automatically, just the way everyone's reacting. So I have. It's got three seasons now. I decided to go ahead and start it. Uh, a man and I started watching Rick and Morty. And after the first episode, where the animation is odd, the main character, Rick, the like crazy grandpa scientist guy, is a very weird character. Modeled after so the, Doc Brown? Yeah. So the first episode, it takes a little bit of getting into because everything is so abrasive compared to other cartoons. But after that, I found myself like quickly, quickly sucked in. He's got it's, the whole show is basically he's got crazy inventions and he has a gun that creates portals that can take you into like any of the infinite other parallel dimensions that exist and so you think okay i hope they take that idea really far and they do like as far as it can fucking go the show is crazy weird and they interact and they and they like each the show is themed around a bizarre problem almost in like a black mirror sort of way like oh i never considered this part of this thing could happen in a multiple dimension mm. universe so it's it's like fascinating on one level, and then it's also truly, genuinely well-written and funny on another level. You know, while you're feeling warm towards Bryce Dallas Howard, mm -hmm. you should go watch the Black Mirror episode with Bryce Dallas Howard because it's uh, it's really... Um, Is she like a mom that's worried about her daughter? No, that no. one's different. This one is very about... Uh, kind of like, you know, how China's going to be like rating people? Social, yeah. social, yeah, social credit scores. Yeah, it's very much in that vein, and it goes balls to the walls nuts with that. Like this, she plays a, a a woman who has like a pretty decent score and is invited to a wedding, and this wedding is a chance for her to like really up her social score, but she um, makes a mistake and it just like spirals out of control, and it's uh, it's a solid episode. Nice. Yeah, I'll check that out. Frightening, actually. So BDH. Yeah, for everybody else, if you felt the same way I did and you were put off by the show because everyone was so in love with it, it now's a good time to, to, get, to get into it because it, it's very good. When you said dimensions, I immediately thought of sliders. Yeah, there's a sliders <laughs> vibe to it with like an R-rated animation twist. <laughs> See, that's cool because sliders, despite being an awful show for the most part, like negative scale show, uh, it's that concept, the dimensional travel concept that is like super intriguing to anyone that has a you know perked ear over science that goes that far you know yeah 
Uh, I'll jump in with uh, with Mean Dreams, starring Bill Paxton. Huh. Is that his last film? It might have been. I don't really know. All I know is that Mean Dreams was... I don't know if you would like it, Daniel, per se, because it's a little bit slow, but it's kind of got like a noir, kind of slow pace with kind of a hypnotic feel to it. And because it's set in like a very rural area, it's... Uh, I, I don't know. I it's the, the cinematography and everything is just very well done and I was kind of sucked into it. Maybe there's some slow zoom going going on <laughs> that I didn't immediately register, but I don't know the the music and the uh, the simplicity of the uh of the performances and stuff. The, the kid does a great job. Paxton's, you know, abusive father, criminal asshole guy and as always Paxton crushes and I I recommend it. I don't know if you would like it, but it was it had an impact on me. I really enjoyed it. I'm going to watch it again. Is it like beautiful and spooky, but a little empty? Uh, well, I mean, I just think there's parts of it that might lull for you, like the relationship between the girl and the boy and, you know, him sticking his neck out and getting too involved with the father. And it takes a few twists and turns. It's not like overly impactful. Like the story is not like new. It's right. It's just how it's executed that kind of hits a nerve with me. And I don't know if that hits the same nerve with you at all. It may just be meh. I gotcha. Intern, you got something else to contribute to this fucking conversation? Uh, sure. Incredibles 2. You uh, son of a bitch. Of fun. You son of a bitch. Lots of fun. You took my... If you watch it back to back with Incredibles, it's like a perfect four hours. I have also seen Incredibles 2, and it picks... I haven't done that, but it picks up right after the first movie leaves off, so that makes sense. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. It was really good. I don't want to compare them. I think that they're both awesome. And uh, they're They're like one movie. Yeah, it's it's fine. <laughs> it, it literally is like one movie. They do some great things in the sequel, and and people are yeah. like immediately they're like, oh, better than the first one. I'm like, no, fuck off. It doesn't matter. Like this is the movie they needed to make a sequel to out of all the Pixar library. They finally fucking yeah. did it. When is the third one coming out? Get out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> they can do your storyline next. Jump ahead ten years. I don't know. It might be a prequel. Might go back to when they were heyday of superheroes. That'd oh. be pretty funny. Seeing a bunch of them die with their capes. <laughs> yeah big huge recommendation on incredibles 2 don't care if it's a cartoon get your ass over there and watch it everyone contribute yep. because if you go and you pay they will make more okay oh if you go and pay just think of all the new marvel movies that will come out suck my dick <laughs> do we get a frozone spinoff <laughs> Rosone. Well, the way that Samuel Jackson makes movies, maybe. And I would probably right. watch it, but I'm not interested in a Frozone Gazer spinoff. Gazer beam. Because a lot of it's how the family interplays with each other and the storylines that they build. Mm-hmm. And and uh, what's his nuts? Uh, Better Call Saul. Bob Odenkirk. He's the one of the, one of the biggest characters in Incredibles 2. They're trying to bring superheroes back into the limelight. And he's great. I love it. Yeah, I like him too. It's awesome. I also watched a TV show on Netflix called The Staircase. Anybody know this? Oh, yeah. I uh, did look at I, I read the synopsis on that and I considered it. How was that? Uh, it sucked us in. Me and Chelsea watched the whole thing. It what was, was it? Uh, was the premise of it again? Uh, it follows a court case that happened hmm. way back in uh, early 2000, 2001, uh, where a guy was accused of murdering his wife. Um, he was out by the pool. She went, went into the house and um, she was found at the bottom of the staircase. Uh, in her own blood, and he was uh, charged with murder, and it just like follows everything throughout the case, step by step. And I, I don't know, we just uh, 
got sucked in by the case. And there's also, I don't want to ruin anything. So all I can tell you is don't read the episode titles or try not to read the synopsis of the episodes that are upcoming and just like, just, you know, keep it in next episode so that you don't like, you know, just watch it after, after back, t- episode back back. two, read episode eight synopsis and be like, Oh, Oh, okay. This is what happens. Cause it's <laughs> right. very reliant on the fact that you don't know the outcome. And I just about halfway through the show, I realized that this was the same court case that I had heard a podcast about. <laughs> and I was, I was like, what? Holy shit. I know this. It's crazy. I mean, it was uh, pretty cool. That's fun. I'm all out. That's all I saw. Mm. I also heard, um, I was listening to Joe Rogan today, and he was talking to some science fiction guy, or I guess a scientist guy. <laughs> and he was <laughs> he was talking about The Expanse, saying yeah, that's that The Expanse was like the most detailed, coolest science fiction show he had ever seen from a science perspective, because they got all the science. It's got, cool, it's got right. cool cover art. Yeah, and it went three seasons on sci-fi, and then sci-fi canceled it, and then Amazon just picked it up. So it's going to keep going. And it's got like different, like it's 200 years in the future, and it's focused on different um, factions almost. Like there's a, like a billion people that live on Mars, and there's a whole bunch of people that live in the asteroid belt, and still a whole bunch of people that live on Earth. And these, it's like kind of a whole different uh, dynamic of political warring between he, he he called it the space game of thrones but i don't know if it would live up to that sentiment right just a political thriller mm-hmm. sci-fi yeah that's not even a compliment anymore what's not to say that something is game of thrones yeah oh is this you being a fuddy-duddy about the seventh uh, season it'll be over soon i thank god are you up to date on game of thrones daniel or are you not I believe so. The, none of the newest or the last season has come out yet, has it? No, still waiting for episode eight. But apparently they wrapped filming because uh, what's his nuts? The the two of them, Rose got Leslie married. got married to Jon Snow and they were all sending tearful messages out on their social medias. And that's it. You know, you know nothing, Jon Snow. <laughs> now, now it'll be all about um, the prequel series. Yeah, he's like, did you see my volcano movie? She's like, no. Did you see my pregnant horror movie? He's like, no. Let's get married. <laughs> Let's get married. Yeah, the minute he shaves his beard and cuts his hair, his career's over. Am I right? Did he really have like a beginning of a career? He just needs to go take whatever like Rad- whatever Radcliffe doesn't want to do, he can pick up because he's <laughs> like the same height. He should just go talk to Radcliffe. Like, how did you do it? Yeah. I have so much respect for Daniel Radcliffe. Holy so shit. He fucking got out of it. He got out of Harry Potter. How do you fucking do that? The minute that fucking series ended, I was like, well, see you later, Daniel. You're never going to be an, an actor again. And boom, he's taking off his clothes on stage. <laughs> he's uh, playing a dead body. Playing a dead body. And so sorry, me, man. He's, I don't know, even that jungle movie that I never, or the sad sack never thought was worthy of a lineup seemed pretty intense. Uh, the Undercover trailer. Nazi. Oh, yeah. The undercover Nazi movie. Yeah. He went balls to the walls. Obviously, people had to give him the roles, but he was, uh, you know, bold enough. To... I I think he's choosing a lot. Yeah, he got like the horns movie where he has like devil horns. Oh yeah, that one too. Yeah, he was all over the place. That guy, fuck, kudos, Radcliffe. You get the TPP seal of approval. You got the the cool billion behind you, buddy. Don't fuck it up. We do. Is that a thing we should do? Should we start like highlighting mm. like trailer park heroes? <laughs> oh yeah, trailer park heroes. Wait, 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 wait. Can, can, can we do a, a TPP acronym for it? Like the Trailer Park... Treasures. <laughs> no, it's got to be a P. Oh, right. Uh, 
uh, the trailer park podium. Oh yeah, uh, something something like some sort of elite club, you know, that you gain access to when you deserve respect from all of us. Like trailer park parade. Like Bryce Dallas <laughs> Howard, you just gained thirty five pounds. Welcome to the to the club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bdh, I like that junk in that trunk. Welcome to the club. All right, monkeys. It's time to sign off, I think, unless the intern has anything else he'd like to add. No. All right, then. We thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, Trailer Park Podcast, episode 101. You thought it was over, but it is not. They were teasing me. They weren't They weren't going to abandon this. They get too much satisfaction from it. TrailerParkPodcast.com, at TParkPodcast, at SadSack Studios, and at the intern TPP. We bid you adieu. So why do I feel, why do I feel, why do I feel like I've been written to the face? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm leaving. You guys have a good night. Don't get raped in the face. You too, Captain. Yeah, take it easy out there. Don't run into any vaginas. (laughs) I'll try not to. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.